Thank you so much for joining us for this week's message from Real Life Community, where we talk about connecting with God and others, growing in Christ-likeness, and sharing God's life with the world. My name is Sarah Comer, and I serve each week as Connections Pastor, making sure that you know that there is a God and a community that loves you and wants to go through the seasons of life with you. You can find us at reallifecommunity.org, and we would love to meet you on Facebook or Instagram. Until then, we hope this message meets you right where you are and helps you know just how deep the Father's love is for you. Have you ever written a paper, and after you wrote it, you had a title for it when you started the paper, and after you wrote it, you changed the title? The title might be changing a little bit this morning. So we have blessings of love, that's what it says, and and we are going to talk about that, but the more I've processed, and, and even as I sit here and worship this morning, um, this may speak to you totally different than the intended uh, message, and that's okay. Because I believe that God uses messages to speak to all of us in different ways. I love on a Sunday after a service, someone will come up and say, man, God said this to me, and you're like, wow, that is nothing what I was writing about. I'm so glad God said that to you. Or you're like, why'd you, why'd you preach that at me? And we're like, we don't, I don't write a sermon with people in mind. I write a sermon with a people in mind, but not a person in mind necessarily. Um, but I love how God speaks to us each in different ways. So we have been, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about um, giving and about um, blessings and about testing God. And uh, Malachi 3.10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try me. Put me to the test. Man, I love that. Put God to the test. And so um, I want to hear that where it says, um, I will pour out my blessings on you so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Um, do you know that God wants to pour out his blessings in each one of your lives? This truth is repeated out about throughout scripture, and this morning we're going to talk about what happens when we allow God to fill us. Luke 10.27, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And what's the last part? And love your neighbor as yourself. Um, When we love the Lord with all of who we are, it becomes a part of our DNA to love others. Um, And guess what? When we love the Lord with all of our heart, God can do some really amazing things. Um, The story that we talked about a couple weeks ago, um, the five loaves and two fishes. If you've been around the church at all, you know this story, but for those of you who haven't, Jesus is sitting on a hillside and the people are gathered and there's about 5,000 people and they're hungry. They've been there all day with him and he says, I want to feed them. Gather the food and, and this little boy with a lunch has five loaves and two fish and he says to, to the, the, he hands it to the disciples and the disciples come back to Jesus and they're like, this is all we got. How are we going to feed that whole hillside with this? And Jesus if you've watched The Chosen, I've learned that it, it has given me a human side of Jesus, right? Now that somebody might get offended at that, but hear me say this. I think Jesus had a sense of humor, right? 
I think Jesus had the ability to go, <laughs> like, look at us and go, seriously? And I imagine in that moment with those disciples where they're like, we've only got five loaves and two fish, and we can't feed 5,000 people with that. And Jesus is like, watch this. Right? Can't you see him? Like, hang on a minute. Watch. I can see him do it. So he takes that and he multiplies it. And what does it do? It feeds how many of them? 5,000. All of them. And what happened? There was leftovers. It was an abundance. It was so much. They had their fill. They ate until they were full. And there was more. If God can feed, if he can take two fish and five loaves of bread and feed 5,000 people, what can he do with your one willing heart? What could he do um, in the lives, uh, in your marriage, in your relationships? What could he do in your, with your children, in your relationship with your children? What can he do in your family, with your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers, your employees, with your boss? What could God do? God loves you, and it is so big. So big. And I think some of us just need to hear that today. God loves you. God loves you in the midst of your junk. God loves you in the midst of your hurts, in the midst of your struggles, in the midst of your celebrations, in the midst of your life-changing events, in the midst of your, um, you name it. God loves you in your loneliness. God loves you in your anxieties. God loves you in those areas where you don't want anybody to see. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that everyone, how many? Who? Everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. I think that that's one of the very first Bible verses that I ever memorized in kids' church when I was little. And it's easy to quote that for those of us who've grown up around the church, but really, listen, God loved us so much that he gave his son. I don't know that I could do that. I'm human. I I don't know that I could do that. But God loved you that much that he said, I'm going to let him die a criminal's, cro- a criminal's death on a cross. But he did it for you. And he did it for me. And because, us, that, because God loves us that much, he promises to take care of us. So Philippians 4.19 And my God shall supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I feel like this last couple weeks as I've been working on things, every time I hear a scripture like that, I have like a song from kids church in my head or like growing up a song. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. He gives his angels charge over me. Jehovah Jireh cares for me. Anybody remember that? A few of you maybe. Most of you are like, I don't know. There's a song. Um, So God, he promises to supply your needs. A side note here is that sometimes what we think we need isn't what we need. Right? We ask God, I need this. 
And then we get mad because we're like, but God, you didn't do that. And God's like, because that's not what you needed. So watch me do something different. Sometimes God does exactly what we ask. And sometimes it takes later in life looking back going, oh, I see what you did. When we love others, um, we get to love others by taking what we have and offering it to God. Okay, so we stand before God now. You know, think about your five loaves and your two fish for just a second. Some of us stand before God and we're like, God, here's what I've got. It's not much. Or we stand before God and we're like, God, I have this habit. It's yours. God, I have this issue. It's yours. God, I have brokenness. It's yours. I don't know what you can do with that, but God, will you use me somehow? we get to come to life in this moment. And the cool thing that happens is when we say, God, use me, God, fill me, you know what he's going to do? He's going to use you and he's going to fill you. Um, And I love, so this morning I brought these um, water beads. If you have never touched these things, oh my word, they're so much fun. Um, And they grow, right? Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit more about them in a minute, but they expand. So we've had these at the house growing for the last couple of days. Um, So this right here, this represents our life, right? All of that that fills us is, is us. And we say, okay, God, here's what I've got. Some of us might say, God, it's not very big. I don't have very much. And some of us might have a lot more to offer But you know what, though? The one that looks like their jar is so full that they have so much to offer. And that one that maybe that's you that you're like, I don't have a lot to offer. God says, that little bit matters as much to me as this. I'll take your little and I'll make big out of it. So when when we say, God, take me, and I don't want to like spill water on this thing on accident. When we say, God, take me and use me and God, fill me. Here's me. There's corners of my heart, God, that are dark and, and they're empty, right? And God, I need you. So this right here, this is the Holy Spirit. This is God's presence in our life. And watch what happens when the Holy Spirit fills us. When we don't think we have enough, the Holy Spirit fills us and we begin to overflow. And we begin to spill out on those around us. Because what we pour into ourselves is what comes out of us. And now, look, it's all filled in. So like it's an empty, you can see between them kind of. But here, it's like it's, it's all one. And it overflows the presence of Christ Because we said, God, take what I have, take my little bit, and do what you will with it. There's another one. I have to, like, use one of these smaller ones here a second. I'm going to make a mess. Sorry. Not sorry. Um, Okay, so watch this. 
do you see what's happening? These things like overflow, and I don't know if you see this, like they bounce everywhere. They, and they go flying. Okay, so I, as I was doing this the other day, yesterday I was, I was pouring it in and watching what happened and they like literally just went rolling off on the floor over here. They started bouncing. Um, our neighbor kids came over to play with them last night and the one discovered that they bounced. That was really fun and he had them going all over my kitchen floor because it was so fun for him. But I just, as I'm standing there watching, I'm like, oh, that's what happens. When God flows out of us, the bouncing, it kind of makes you smile, right? Like, oh, look what that just did. That's joy in our lives. In that, we might have hurt and we might have junk and we might have anxieties and we might have just garbage in our life. But when the Holy Spirit pours himself in us, we bounce. We have joy in the midst of those really lousy things going on in us. We have to invite God to use us. And then we have to be willing, like I said, to open those corners of our heart so that he can have and fill all of us. So by ourselves, we're these dry beads. So this is how these things come. All of these and a whole bin that's in the back came in this container. They're these tiny little beads. They are dry, they are small, and really, in this bottle, they're useless. There's no purpose for them. But these beads, remember, when they're exposed to the Holy Spirit, I need that, Jeremy. when they're exposed to the Holy Spirit, these beads grow, they expand bigger than they could on their own, but on their own they can't do anything, they're just gonna sit in that bottle and do nothing. But when God gets a hold of these, like when God gets a hold of our life, when water gets a hold of these beads, they expand, they grow, they spread, they're appealing, People want to be around them. That's what happens. We can try of our own strength, right? We can fill this with all kinds of things. I could take a, a container and fill it with dry beads and dry beads and dry beads, but if all I do is fill it with my own dry beads, it is of no good. But when I say, God, Fill me. Fill me with your presence. Fill me with your spirit. God says, all right. Watch what I can do. So how do we say, God, fill me? What does that look like tangibly for us? It looks like being present. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near. One of the best ways for you to receive a blessing and to be a blessing is to be a part of the body of Christ. And I don't just mean an occasional check-in online. And I don't just mean an occasional visit when we can squeeze it in. 
I mean carving time out and setting your priorities to say, I need more of God. I need the body of Christ. I need to be in a small group. I need to be in worship with my brothers and sisters in Christ because I can't do it alone. Teens, I need to be in youth group. Be available. Isaiah 6.8, Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. Sending does not always mean, I think sometimes we hear send me and we're like, oh, then I'm going to get sent to China. That is not necessarily what that always means. Sometimes being sent just means going upstairs, upstairs to your kid's bedroom to talk to them. It means turning to the person who sleeps next to you every night and working through some things. It means going next door to your neighbor. Send me just says, God, I'm willing. Do what you want. Send me near, send me far, but just, just use me. If you heard the song before service, I actually laughed when I like heard it out loud. Um, it was old, right? Did anyone hear it? Did anybody listen to that and go, what is the song that they're playing this morning? Okay, that is a song from 1987. Thank you very much. From one of my all-time favorite groups, Petra. Man, rock me some Petra. Okay, and you're all like, that was dumb. Anyway, so I loved Petra. So much. My dad worked for, this is a side note, my dad worked for a Christian radio station. And so he always, um, he was the sales manager, so he was the guy who'd like go pick him up from the airport and stuff and help him get set up backstage. And so I got to go sit backstage at a lot of concerts with my dad growing up. Talk about a kid's dream to go sit at all of these um, concerts of all these people that at the Christian radio station that I listened to. I got to meet him. John Schlick, the leader of Petra, one of the, the lead singer, like one of my favorite people. I love just getting to be with him. I just, I going through old pictures this week and found a picture of my best friend Kevin and I in high school at a concert. Wow, we were so, we were nerds, but we were so geeked to be able to be there. But they had this song, and I remember in middle school hearing this song, and I was like, God, I want this to be me. Let me read the words. I don't have much to offer you. I don't have much to give. There's so much I may never be as long as I may live. I'll never be all I want to be, although I'll always try. But if you choose me to use me, there's just one reason why. I am available. I'm available. I will go when you say go. I'm available. I'm available. I'll stop when you say no. My whole life was incomplete until I laid it at your feet. So use me as you will. I'm available. I'm not the most dependable, and sometimes you can't rely. There's no excuse. There's no defense. There's only one reply. I know that my ability, hear me say this line, I know that my ability is not your main concern. It's my availability and my willingness to learn. It's not about your ability. It's not about the things you bring to the table. It's about you saying, God, use me however you will. And he will. There was, um, in Michigan, we had a uh, nonprofit um, Nazarene Compassionate Ministry there called Clothing Inc. And Clothing Inc. clothes not just our county, but now surrounding counties and kids in foster care. And I mean, it is, it's a major, major production that they have going on now. Ministry that is just Unbelievable. 
So this lady came in, and she had received clothes probably two or three times. You could come every few months and get more clothing, um, especially as your kids, you know, we all know sometimes our kids grow I think in a week, and you're like, wait, why doesn't that fit you? I just bought that last week. But so they could come and get clothes and, and keep their children clothed and their families clothed them themselves. They could come get clothes if they got a new job interview and they, had to, they didn't have the right clothes for it. They could come and get what they needed. So this lady came and she had clothes for her family. And she, she got these clothes and she was so thankful that she came back a few months later and she said, um, can I get some more? And she said, but I don't just want to take this time. She said, could I bring back the things that don't fit? I don't have money to give. I don't have much to give, but could I bring back what doesn't fit so that it could bless somebody else? Yeah. And could I volunteer to help others get clothes? This is a person, whether she understands it or not, who understands the kingdom. It's not all about just taking. It's like, I don't have a lot to give, but I can give this back. And God's like, okay, I'm going to use what you have to bless others. <sighs> okay, stay connected and refill regularly. Colossians 3.16. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with the wisdom that he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. I'm going to hammer home on this this year. We're going to talk about this a lot. You're going to see it on Facebook throughout the week. But we are reading the Bible together. I cannot think of a better way to stay connected to Christ than to open your Bible and read it. To open your Bible app on your phone and read it. We've got reading plans on the counter, the hospitality counter back there. You can pick those up before you leave. Don't, do not beat yourself up if you miss a day. Pick back up on the current day and just start reading with us. God wants to speak to you through his word, but you have to open it for him to speak to you. In order for him to overflow in us, we have to put more of him in us. And one of the best ways to do that is to say, God, what does your word have to say to me? Jeremy, can you come here a second? This next one is link arms. One more thing about staying connected. When we stay connected and when we keep pouring Christ into us, we avoid being dry beads. Because you know what happens if you leave these sit? They dry out and they go back to this. And they become useless again. So Christian, who's been walking with Jesus for a long time, he might be a little dry. And it might be time to say, I need more of you. I need to grow again. I need to expand again. I'm not done. No matter what my age is, I've got more to learn. All right, next one, link arms. Malachi 4, 9, and 10. I like linking arms with you. Okay, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity the one who falls and has no one to help them up. Does anyone hear Mr. T when they hear that part? Pity the one. Sorry, I do. That was like, oh, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm having a Jeremy moment. Okay, sorry. Um, pity the one who falls because they have no one to help them up. Um, in your friendships and in your, in your life, in your relationships, 
We have to link arms. I wish it wasn't COVID because I literally would have you all stand up and link arms right now because that's what the body of Christ is meant to be. We are meant to link arms together. We are meant to pick each other up when we're down. We are meant to encourage one another. We are meant to be there for each other. I shared the story last week with a friend about um, Aaron and her and Moses and in the battle, and, and Moses got tired because they said as long as his arms were up, they would win the battle. And Moses, obviously, one man holding his arms up, he's, they're going to fall, right? Mine would go numb in about two seconds. So what do Aaron and her do? We got you. And they hold his arms up for him. This is what we're meant to do. We are meant to link arms with each other. We are meant to carry each other sometimes. Thank you. We're meant to be a help. We're meant to live life together. My efforts. What happens when it's just my efforts? Here's me. This is what I've got. I'm kind of okay at this. I might have a skill at this. But that's my efforts. My efforts alone stay right there. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a follower of Christ. I'm a parent. Or I'm, I am, I'm a neighbor. I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm a friend. I'm all of these things. But without the presence of God in my life, I'm going to fail. And I'm not going to do much. I'm going to stagnate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wither up and, and dry out. But when I say, God, more of you. God, what do you want to teach me through a small group? God, what do you want to teach me in the word? What do you want to teach me from a sermon? What do you want to flow out of me? What does it look like as, um, as a parent with God in me? It looks like praying. How many parents in here get that, the need to pray for your children? My goodness, I, if you get on your knees. Parents of teenagers who are getting ready to go to college, get on your knees. Stay there. We should be there before our kids ever leave, but pray. Stay connected. Engage in their interests. But don't forget to guide them. Your kids need you. They need your discipline. They may not like it, but they need it. As a wife, I have to pray. I have to stay connected to Jeremy. I gotta spice it up. If I never did anything to pour into our relationship, and he never did anything to pour into our relationship, we would dry up, and there would be nothing left. I don't want that. I want the Holy Spirit to overflow in us so that my love for him on the day that I walk down the aisle to meet him and say yes to him is as powerful right now as it was that day. I don't want that to wither no matter how old we are. Got to keep dating him. We tell parents this all the time. 
that are getting ready to send their kids off to college. And actually, we told them this before they, we were even having kids in college. We said, you have to st- keep dating. You have to invest in your relationship because when your kids are gone and you are empty nesters, you will have nothing left if you have not maintained your relationship with each other. As a pastor, I have to pray. Do you notice anything in my things here? Okay. Um, I have to stay connected to you, to the body. I have to pray. I have to pray. I have to pray. And sometimes I have to seek wise counsel from others. Jeremy and I talk to people all the time. We engage in conversations with others who are in the same job and same line of ministry as we are, with others who are in higher positions than we are, if you will, and just say, talk to us, teach us. What, how can I learn from you? As a neighbor, I have to pray. There it is again. Um, I have to stay connected. There's two things that are kind of repetitive. I have to observe what's going on in the life of my neighbors. I actually have to see my neighbors to know if there's something going on that I can make a difference in. And I have to serve them. We love to do things for our neighbors, big and small. As a friend, I have to pray. I have to stay connected. Y'all, sometimes that's a hard challenge for us. Sometimes staying connected. Right now, we are in COVID. That's what I have to say to that. But we have to stay connected. We have to reach out to each other. I love those moments. In the last month, I have had, I don't know, three conversations, I think, with my best, one of my best friends from elementary school. She was my maid of honor in my wedding. We spent two hours on the phone one night together. Y'all, we haven't talked for that long in probably 20 years. But we got to sit on the phone and catch up on all kinds of things. We laughed together. I had tears streaming down my face. It was like I never, we never lost a beat. We picked right back up. But all it, and you know, all it took was me picking up the phone and dialing her number. How many years do we let go because we don't stay connected to other people that matter to us? I have to stay informed in their lives. I will say this, Facebook and social media are a double-edged sword. The devil himself can control social media, but God can redeem it. And it is a great way to just have an idea of what's going on in the lives of your friend, kind of, because we can lie on Facebook too. Because you can look at someone's post on Facebook and go, man, their life is so good. Baloney. But you can kind of have an idea of what's going on in the lives of other people. And I have to be willing to invest time. Friendships and relationships take an investment of our time. If you've not heard this lately, God loves you so much. God gives us the freedom to choose a relationship with him or not. He puts others in our lives to bless us, and he puts us in others' lives to bless them. I want us to be a people who accept God's love and open our hearts to the blessings from others, because they overflow, and allow our lives to be a blessing to them. Thank you for joining us today. We would love for you to join us in person. Our address is 2022 East Main Street in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you'd like to make a donation to keep our podcast ministry going, you can do so online at reallifecommunity.org. Thanks again for listening.